What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. broadcast of Tap Into The Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee. And uh, so glad to have all of you with us. And the live audience is a little bit larger than usual because we are live simulcasting on WCET 
FM tonight. And in honor of uh, WCET, uh, pardon me for just a moment, gentlemen. Uh, everyone, uh, please put out your glasses. And no, no, it's not because I'm about to talk about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Today marks officially the 200th broadcast episode with WCET. So glad to have all you guys with us for that, including Casey over in the chat room at WCET-FM, as well as uh, we've got uh, Bigfoot and uh, Chief and uh, Crazy Cajun over here at BTR. I've got Ron Edwards on the line with me, and we will be getting cranked up real soon. But uh, you know what? I don't normally start off right off the bat with uh, a quick hit on such a major issue. And this is a major issue when it comes to our uh, our current level of culture wars. And we may jump right into this, although I really hadn't planned on this being a topic tonight uh, with uh, Ron and I. But uh, I saw this this morning, and it's been weighing on me all day. The... Uh, the New York Times writer, uh, the, the lady that won a Pulitzer Prize for revising history in such a ridiculous fashion, you're probably familiar with the name of the 1619 Project. Well, now she's officially joined the course of time for reparations. Well, while Nicole Hannah-Jones is adding her voice after she's already made it clear that she thinks it would be an honor at the current time of unrest were remembered in history as the 1619 riots, clearly showing where her head is at and where her heart is at. I would like to make one very simple basic comment, and it is clear. When it comes to the people who were released from slavery they were paid a reparation right then, something that was far more precious, far more valuable than any amount of money ever could be. They were granted citizenship. They didn't have to, to offer citizenship, but it was an effort to start healing this nation. It was an effort to start bringing everyone together. They knew that these people had uh, – many of them, generations on the soil, had no idea – what it would be like living anywhere else other than what they were. It would have been unfair and unreasonable to expect them to leave, but they still could have. They could have just said, uh, no, sorry, you weren't under the legal jurisdiction of the United States when you were brought here. You were never a citizen, uh, and we have no reason to grant you citizenship. But, but that's not what happened. That citizenship means a lot, and it should mean a lot to every person living in this country today. A lot of us have grown to take it for granted, and I certainly don't expect Miss 1619 to either understand or appreciate the value of U.S. citizenship. I mean, why would she? Clearly, her idea is on the other side of the street, that America is deeply flawed, that America cannot overcome its original sin. Well, she's wrong. Citizenship is the most precious thing any of us could have here. There is a reason, boys and girls, men and women, patriots of all ages, that people still want to come here 
from everywhere else around the world, even the places that hate America still want to come to America. So that's my thought right off the top. In the meanwhile, I'm trying to see if I can't get uh, – well, I'm trying to get uh, things situated here because now, my friends – and I don't know what's going on. It's not letting me – I muted Ron for just a, a brief second, uh, and now it's not letting me unmute Ron. So, uh, damn it. That's just crazy. All right, uh, Ron, here, let me uh, let me I think remove I'm unmuted. you. Oh, okay. There you are. There you are. Okay, yeah. thank you. All right, that works. Uh, for a second, <laughs> I was like, what's going on? I thought the button was working, but it still wasn't working. <laughs> okay, anyway, now that we've got that technical glitch done. Uh, Ron, uh, I want to, again, thank you for once again giving very generously of your time and joining us here. Uh, and uh, thank you for all that you do besides just being here. And uh, ask you that ever so present question. After all, we're coming off of Father's Day weekend and we're coming off of your recent birthday and uh, all these wonderful things going on. Um, how are you today? I'm doing well. Uh, good day. Um, fantastic country. Uh, despite um, people like AOC and many others of that ilk, I'm still. Uh, blessed to be here, and it's an honor to be on your show. Thanks for for inviting me back uh, once again. Uh, well, you are always welcome here, sir. The honor and pleasure is mine, as always. Uh, of course, you heard me going off the top with, uh, as I've started referring to her as Miss Sixteen Nineteen. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what else to call her. I, I don't respect her enough to use her name unless somebody just needs clarification at this point. Uh, I don't know what the journalistic standards ha, even are remaining over at the New York Times, but uh, even they wouldn't publish this uh, work of fiction uh, as is. They required some semblance of history be put back into it, I guess, to, to be able to win over some folks. But just the whole thing is so asinine. It's almost as asinine as uh, our NASCAR story last night, oh, uh, the man. breaking news was going on, and we had the whole thing. And the FBI finally announced, and the NASCAR agreed with it. Okay, there is no uh, no hate crime here. Here's the situation. Here's what happened. And I'd come across that, but I didn't get to see the reactions, and I hadn't seen any of the any of the pictures released yet. And after Bubba's reaction, claiming. <laughs> That, oh, oh yeah. I, I went from last night saying at least it wasn't a Jesse Smollett uh, replay to now thinking maybe that's exactly it. But have you seen the pictures of the so-called news? I have not seen the pictures, uh, but uh, I understand according to 15 FBI investigators, uh, they could see no evidence of what the man was saying, uh, Mr. Uh, Jesse Smollett wannabe. Uh, what a fool. What a fool. First of all, he's blessed to have had the talent. I think you have to be invited in or you earn your way to that level, uh, and it's not very easy to get to that level of auto racing, uh, You know, considering the, just a little bit I understand about it, but it, it's a lot of hard work and all of that. But he had the opportunity. That's what he wanted to do, right? So now, not only did he get his way when they got rid of the um, – the Confederate flag, uh, no longer allowed, things of that nature. So he got his way. They kissed his 
backside on that and, 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 and the backside of others. And now he wants to turn around and soil the whole thing with this noose lie. And, and that's what it looks like to me. And here's another little funny twist, Tim. I find it reprehensible that the FBI had the unmitigated goal to send 15 people to, to investigate a nonviolent, half-baked, insulting to, the, to intelligent people, this accusation. 15, and yet these same agents, the same agency rather, is not investigating crimes that have been committed for weeks in front of our eyes on our, on our television sets, whether it's in New York, Columbus, Ohio, it, it, throughout the, the country. No effort by the FBI to, to, to put some of these dogs into to prison that are – many of them are committing federal crimes – the ones on federal land toppling over monuments and things of that nature. Tim, you talk about bass backwards. When he first said it, I said, even if it's true, okay, you look out and, and you realize, okay, there's a redneck in the in the in the in the in the facility. So what? You're there. You are. A star, man. And now what is he? He is a byword. He is a joke. All of this has been brought up on himself because he was more enamored with the concept of trying to shame the United States once again on the world stage because uh, that auto racing events, uh, those auto racing events are, are world have a world audience. And so what he you know, designated for him for for this country has really backfired upon himself. In other words, he was hamanized. So, so be it. I have no respect for him. I, in fact, I have no respect for the people that run that race because uh, when they when they first grabbed the ankles over the flag issue, I said, "Uh oh, if you're offended by the flag, don't go." Why force people that have a privately run organization? sporting event or whatever, and they happen to fly the Confederate flag, why do you have to insert yourself in the middle of it just to be a pain in the ass and to help bring down our society, which does what, Tim? It contributes to more division. Absolutely. Because those flags, I've been around those flags. Not one of them ever jumped down the pole, (laughs) slapped me around. You You know how flags whip in the wind? None of them whirled at me and slap, slap, uh, slap me around. Never hurt me. Ron, they are just ever bit as lazy as uh, the shotgun I've got over here in my gun cabinet because I have put it out on my porch, and it has yet to kill the first person. And <laughs> I, I don't understand it. The leftists tell me every day that guns kill people. I'm like, I must have the worst guns ever. And it's the exact same thing. Uh, And and you're right uh, to a degree. Now, I understand NASCAR wanting to have a wider appeal, wanting to grow. They have opportunities moving out into California, and they've been taking advantage of it. They want to be seen as something more than just a southern thing. But at the same time, as you grow your business, you really don't want to leave behind the traditions that made you something. Now, you want to talk about 
what amounts to the Virginia battle flag, uh, not the true Confederate flag. Uh, uh, people still don't get their history far enough. There. And I, I don't know that it matters, honestly, because it was still a, a Confederate thing. It's just one of those semantic things that uh, being from the South, I guess I take it a little more seriously. Okay, first of all, this was us. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. The point still stands that you shouldn't be alienated. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Everybody that helped build you up while you grow your audience. Now, should there be such a big deal about people leaving home their their beach towels or their memorabilia? No, but at the same time, should it be such a big deal if they bring it? If you don't like it, walk on. You don't have to look at them, just like you don't have to listen to this broadcast. You can just move on. What happened to the days, Ron, when we were expected to develop a little bit of a thicker skin and understand that freedom of speech, which is still supposed to be something that we're guaranteed – I used the qualifier something supposed to be – proper application of the freedom of expression guarantees that you will be offended at some point. Uh, it's part of learning to deal with life, right? Yes. Yeah, Tim, you know, this, 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 this – Make everybody a weak punk um, mission here in this uh, this this country. And by the way, I, I slightly disagree. I don't think they should. They need to move to California to grow their 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 audience. In fact, part of the charm of what it is is where they're located. And it because of the worldwide internet and everything, they can be huge right where they are. That's part of the the appeal of it. And like you said. You're going to turn off more than you will gain, and I predict that uh, for the uh, the NFL, the National Football League. I, I predict that because they're just digging in their heels now. Guys, I really respect it, like uh, Baker Mayfield, who I thought, boy, he's going to be really good once they get a decent line and and all of that, and he would be a great playoff quarterback. But now, I don't give a darn because uh, he said that uh, well. When the NFL season begins, I'm going to kneel because I want to. I want to be inclusive. Well, guess what? Just like uh, the, the 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 auto races and they, they continue to capitulate to the left, they're losing in the long run. And I and I, I believe this. They're going to lose more than they gain. So yes, they they gain more drags. They gain more um, people that are just. You know, just nutbags, trannies, you know, that that kind of a crowd, the leftist crowd. And besides, Tim, who wants to be around them anyway? So you want to draw those in, the freaks. The freaks come out at night. Dun, 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 dun. So do you want to be around them? Do, would you grow your business? If you have a wonderful base of operations and you have millions and millions and millions of people, you're you're drawing in billions of dollars and you can grow your business the largest in the world, which it is in that realm. Well, we're going to move to uh, California. We're going to change and become appealing 
to the freaks of society, to the leftists, because we want to be inclusive. Well, you just turned your back on what made you and what was actually growing. They were, they were growing annually. They were becoming more and more massive. If they were not, this Jesse Smollett wannabe would not have been in that race because they were already drawing others in. You get, you get where I'm coming from? So you, you don't need that California. I'm sorry. I love California, the land. But right now, that's not a place to draw to, to try to grow a decent business, which they're becoming something else now. And, you know, they're going to they're going to fail. They're going to falter. Yeah. Well, you know, the point you're making uh, more succinctly from a straight business end of things, you don't alienate 70 percent of your customer base to try to appease less than one percent of a potential <laughs> That's not actually part of your customer base to begin with. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. And as far as the NFL is concerned, I think you're absolutely right there too. Uh, It looks like uh, Goodell is actually overseeing his personal plan to make the NFL no longer relevant. Uh, (laughs) Really seems to be the case because I I completely support every single athlete's decision. If they want to take a knee, they want to do whatever, as long as they are doing it off the field and not in uniform and not part of that sporting event, then I can say, okay, dude's got the right to say what he wants to say, but I'm tuning in. Well, not that I tuned into the NFL for a while. I got to where I was rarely watching it before, stopped once this taking the knee business got started. Uh, Hadn't really planned on returning, uh, but uh, the point still stands. There is no way I'm going to watch that because when I was tuning in, I was tuning in to watch athletic competition, not to watch disrespect of the flag, uh, those who died for it, uh, disrespect of the nation that allows them the great opportunity to – uh, participate in a profession that at least at one point in their life they loved enough to get proficient enough to play at a professional level. I, I don't know how many of them still love it once it becomes a job, but I know at some point they had to love it to get there. It, it takes more than just the natural talent. Are, are you there, Ron? <laughs> I think I may have may have lost some audio here. Hello? There we go. There's a connection. I don't okay. know what's going I, I, I was getting worried again for a second. It's like, oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, did you hear me at all, or should I just start from the, the top, take it from I, the top? I didn't hear a word, so feel free to, to okay. start right where you would have started. Well, I, I just uh, I just want to dovetail on what you were saying about um, this this situation. Uh, what we need to do, I, I really believe that uh, those of us who have our common sense and our wits about us, we just need to leave these entities alone. We just need to turn our backs on the situation and go on with our lives, and, and they are dead to us until they change. I will not watch an entity where people are allowed to come out and make a spectacle of our nation in front of the world by by disrespecting our flag and, like you said, dishonoring those who died for it. And that – this might be a stretch to you, but um, to me that that, that ties in with places like the uh, uh, Natural History Museum of New York. 
Mm. Now, they've decided because of some complainers to take out, to rip out the Thomas – no, I'm sorry. Teddy. Teddy. Teddy Teddy. Roosevelt. Yeah, Teddy Roosevelt uh, monument because of the – I think it's a black person and an Indian, American Indian – well, I'm not supposed to say that, am I? Not an Indian. Well, okay, then I will say it. Uh, an American Indian. And so they're saying, well, he's looking superior to them. Well, that's not the theme of, of, of that monument. And guess who dedicated it? Guess. Uh, actually, I have forgotten. Okay. Frederick Douglass did. Frederick Douglass. Yeah, yeah. And and guess who paid for the uh, uh, the who paid for the, for the money for that monument, who helped pay for it. That monument, and there was another monument too, uh, dealing with the freedom of, slaver, of slaves, a lot of the money came from former slaves. Yeah. And, and, guess, and, and, and that was one of the good aspects of Teddy Roosevelt. He was the first president of the United States to invite a black celebrity or achiever to the White House. It was Booker T. Washington. And the Democrats went to Nutsville. They they hated that and, and, and thought no black man should be in the White House unless he was a slave or, or whatever. And uh, see, in those areas, he was good. Yeah. Um, so I won't get into the other stuff, the globalist stuff that he wrote about that uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt used. But there were a lot of good aspects of, of, of Teddy Roosevelt, and that was one of them. Uh, Roosevelt, in Teddy's case, uh, he did have those progressive tendencies, unfortunately, but he was a friend to minority peoples in this country. While he was leading the Rough Riders, he petitioned and then later demanded that some of the black soldiers be allowed to be part of his regiment, even though they didn't want him to be didn't want them to be part of that group. He fought for them, and uh, he also fought for the protections of the uh, Native Americans, aka American Indians, uh, whatever you want to call them. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, the folks that uh, the usurpers from England showed – okay, anyway, enough with this <laughs> propaganda. Uh, he fought for them to be recognized as people, and the reason they were included side by side was because he was a friend to them at a time when America wasn't anxious to embrace them. He set an example, and oh, because he's up on a horse, somehow that means he's in a superior position. I dare you to find very many occasions where Teddy Roosevelt wasn't on a horse if he wasn't if he wasn't at work. Yeah. <laughs> and even in the early days of the army, even when he was at work, he was on a horse a lot. So I, I I think still that the Ulysses S. Grant uh, pulling that down is an even bigger kerbopple. Uh, yes. I don't. I don't get it. Uh, They continue to try and tear down statues left and right. There's absolutely zero context of history being involved. Uh, The Lincoln, uh, the great emancipator statue you talked about, they literally tried to compromise and move so he wasn't holding his hand out over the freed slave. But it doesn't matter to these people because, again, this isn't about black lives mattering to any of these folks. This is about the erasure of the history we share because that's what binds us together. There you go. 
There you go. Destroy. They're, they're doing. They're following the blueprint set for for, for them by Mao. Uh, it happened in Germany and it ha- happened elsewhere. And more recently, it happened in uh, Venezuela. So, um, can you hear me? Um, yeah, yeah, we got you. Okay, good, good, good. I, something popped up, but anyway, um, it happened in Venezuela more recently. <clears throat> but we have what we have to do is see. We've got to Tim. We've got to get to the heart of the matter. See, we're we're talking about the peripheral issues here, and the reason why this is all happening. And every other destructive measure that we can discuss till the cows come home is we've got to get these government schools. We've got to blow them up. Oh, man, I said something wrong. I shouldn't have said blow them up. But, uh, yeah, we've got to get rid of them and start all over. Seriously, we've got to, we've got to get to the bottom of it because <clears throat> if there's no truth going out to the, to the masses – you will ha- always have this mass, this crowd, this innumerable, huge mass of idiots running around as barbarians, and this is what you're. This is the result of 60 years. You know, this just, this just didn't start overnight, or it didn't just start even with the bastardized rights movement. Even though it, things picked up in high gear after the bastardized rights movement uh, in the 1960s, but we've got to get to the heart of the matter, and it is what is taught to our young people. Uh, I've mentioned this to you in the past. <clears throat> I cringe when I see the younger folks, and those are going to be for years the voters, the doctors, the deciders in, in political issues, are the ones that run the nursing homes. These people are being brought up not only intellectually inferior, but there there's no critical thinking. There is no moral base of any of any. Well, there is a leftist demonic moral base, but there is no good or wholesome moral base being um, taught to the young because that is also considered bigotry now or hate speech. And that's what the designers of this movement has passed down from generation to generation. I never thought, Tim, that I would ever see, turn on my television and watch people that are weak, out of shape, Standing there in front of uh, police officers, just days on end, cussing at them, giving them the finger, being allowed to spit on them, throw bottles at them, as I saw last night, and bricks, and no reaction from the police because if the police take action, even if it's only in protecting themselves, somehow they'll be the ones that are prosecuted as if they started the fracas, as if they were wrong. It's now a sin <clears throat> to protect yourself. If you or I were to get caught in a fracas with one of these freaks, and we be, and we they started it, and we turned around and pummeled them into the ground, <clears throat> you and I would be condemned by the majority media and the majority of Americans now because oh my God, how can he do that? That's horrible. I was condemned years ago. <clears throat> Years ago, for stopping a burglar from breaking into my mother's home, I just happened to – I was in town, and I was on my way to her house. I said, well, I'm going to surprise – I didn't even tell her I was coming in town, and I show up, bam and there's a burglar literally breaking into the side door of, of her house. <clears throat> yes, I put him into hospital, 
but he had a coming to Jesus moment because after he healed, I found out, I heard he never ever committed another crime again. I dealt with him to the measure that he could understand. Though he had been to jail, he had even been shot, he had been all kinds of things. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No but, you know, he met his match. Finally, he had enough. Yeah. But his family thought they could sue my family because of the severity of the beating. And now multiply that attitude to today. If you just push somebody back now and they fall on the ground and hit their head, and you saw what in Buffalo, look what happened to that police officer. Now we know the details. That doesn't matter. He still is punished. Yeah. It is an absolute travesty. And, uh, you know, you're right about the education. And uh, I think that also stems from the family units as well, Ron. And we've talked about that as well a multitude of times. We've got to do a better job of building families because if the school system isn't going to do the job of educating our young, then it's up to a strong male father figure role model, a strong quality female role model. And it doesn't hurt to have a few grandparents that are also solid role models uh, around and helping to shape and form and build these children in a positive way. I, I don't think that it's a coincidence either. And here's where I get into a little trouble, Rod. I don't think it's a con- coincidence at all that we've seen the rise of this ridiculous level of thinking that words are violence, but violence is okay against uh, the bad guys. Uh, We didn't see this kind of behavior until we started timeouts and stopped busting backsides, (laughs) if you get what I mean. All right, we're running a little bit long on this half of uh, the hour, which I'm not surprised because, you know, once we get going, Ron, it's hard to find a good place to stop. But uh, let's take that mid-hour break. Let's uh, sneak in an Edwards notebook, maybe even two of them today, along with a uh, Songs and Stories for Soldiers Veterans Tip of the Day. And when we get back, uh, I would like to start with one of the topics I initially wanted to discuss with you, and that was uh, the court telling a certain judge when it came to a certain former retired general, former Trump uh, advisor, that he needs to go ahead and stop his foolishness. We'll talk about that on the other side of this break. Uh, You guys stay with me. We'll be right back. Just as people repeat bad habits, history repeats itself. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, 
For decades, leftist-leaning black Americans and their fellow white anti-constitutional cohorts have longed for the day when criminals would have more liberty than law-abiding sovereign citizens. The current effort in the United States to get rid of all local police is not only to allow thugs and bullies to plunder citizens and their property and attack and spray paint churches and synagogues. This American effort is a cheap imitation of the 1933 German defunding of local police and replace them with Hitler's brown shirt troopers. Just like German's brown shirt goons, the two-headed demonic monster of Antifa and Black Lives Matter are the George Soros, Bill Gates minions working to literally wipe out anything they disagree with, whether it's Christian and Judeo-Christian ethics, our Constitution, private property, etc. That is why rioters have attacked churches and synagogues while leaving Islamic mosques untouched. If this is the brand of history is allowed to be fully repeated, we have no one to blame but ourselves for the final results. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com for news updates and other great stuff. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. This is Dan Perkins with your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans, Tip of the Day. In this period of sequester of millions of Americans, including veterans, health care is even more important. The Department of Veterans Affairs Video Video Connect mobile application enables you to connect with the virtual medical room. In the virtual medical room, you can participate in a video health care visit. A hands-on physician examination is not required. You access your provider on a scheduled date and time, just like a face-to-face visit at the clinic examining room. So here's your veteran's tip of the day. Get enrolled in the VA healthcare system. Have an email account where the link to the virtual medical room can be sent. For more information about this important service, go to va.gov, search for VA Video Connect Service. Quality healthcare is just a click away. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. The brother of George Floyd, who was murdered by a deranged former police officer, has declared no more violence, as has President Trump. But there are those who would love our cities to burn to a crisp all summer long. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, leftist exploiters ranging from politicians like Chucky Schumer, most mayors and many governors have been privately doing the happy dance, while cities like Cleveland, New York, Portland, and Chicago saw their beautiful downtowns and trendy neighborhoods vandalized by numerous Antifa domestic terrorists who were paid by George Soros and Mrs. Clinton and others to destroy our society because the United States is the last major nation standing vigorously against the United Nations, Bill Gates, and overall globalist pig cabal whose members think they should be the god of this world and rule over us from cradle to grave. They are exploiting black Americans and others who are thought to be more in agreement with the leftist globalist planners for a brave new world order. Mm-mm-mm. Wake up, America. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com for news updates and other great stuff. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. 
All right, everybody. I'm going to ask you real quick. I know by now, those of you that were here at the top of the hour, you've had a chance to finish. Those of you who have joined us since then, like uh, Bringing It Boy and, uh, of course, Arizona Anti-Hero, you guys are here. Get your cups out. Everybody who needs a refill, get your cups out because we're popping another bottle. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that's right. We are celebrating today. Uh, tap into the truth of celebrating in conjunction with WCET because this is officially the 200th broadcast episode uh, over at that great platform, great radio station, and of course, WCET FM worldwide, of course, as well. Uh, for the benefit of everyone who's listening to the rebroadcast, though, and other great radio stations across the country, places like KYAH 540 AM, Utah's Talk Authority, and KDIL 105.7 FM in Kennewick, Washington, and KOII 94.5 FM in Flagstaff, Arizona. For your benefit, the time of the live broadcast is June 24th. It is 2020, and we are quickly moving in the general direction of 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we're at about the halfway point between 7 and 8 right now. Uh, I want to take this opportunity to remind you to please, please uh, visit tapintothetruth.com. That's T-A-P-P into the truth.com. Uh, you can get the uh, most recent blog postings, which by the way, the most recent one was picked up today and published. Uh, the article that I read for everyone yesterday uh, on air uh, published over at Conservative Daily Briefing. So you can check it there. You can go to the Facebook page and follow the link there. But I want to remind you to check out Blue Coolers while you're there. Uh, there's little banners over there. You can just click the banner. It'll take you over. These are super coolers, and they are super awesome. They will keep your stuff cold. They will keep ice frozen for 10 days legitimately. Think about that. Uh, you, you know the – you know the one. You know the thing. I feel like uh, I feel like Biden all of a sudden. Uh, you know those those guys, the, uh, the the Himalayan Sasquatch brand. Yeah, yeah, those guys. Think that level of quality, only about forty percent less. Uh, it's worthwhile. Plus, they've also got this great seventy-two hour bug out backpack too. Uh, check that out while you're there. But I'm asking you to go to the website and check it from there because that's the way they know I sent you. So there you go. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we are back at it. Episode number 200 with WCET rolls on. Our friend Ron Edwards is on the line. And before we slide into the next topic, Ron, I want you to tell each and every one of these fine, fine listeners out there, no matter where they're listening or how they're listening, where they can find your work. Well, there's not much work to find, but uh, you can check out the Ron Edwards American Experience every Friday at 4 p.m. on this great radio station and uh, elsewhere throughout the republic. It's also rebroadcast uh, every Saturday on americamatters.us, 1180 a.m. KCKQ. That's at uh, 10 a.m. their time. That's uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time as well right now. Also on the Nevada Talk network uh, that's uh, that covers the entire state of Nevada now that's about 12 radio stations you can catch the Ron Edwards American Experience at 5 p.m. Pacific time on that great network also we're back here on WCET FM uh, 101.7 every Sunday live at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 
And if you enjoy reading, great stuff to read at uh, News with Views, where my weekly columns are published, as well as on News with Views. And for more information about where you can find the Edwards Notebook Commentary throughout America and beyond, uh, you can check out theronedwards.com, my website, and also follow me on Twitter at the uh, Ron Edwards, at the Ron Edwards on Twitter, and my Facebook pages, Friends of the Edwards Notebook, and my regular Ron Edwards page there as well. And thank you very much, Tim. Uh, no, thank you. And uh, I do want to try and carve out a little bit of time before uh, the hour's up to discuss your most recent uh column over at uh, News with Views. Uh, I, I actually had an opportunity to find it listed on Facebook where you tried to, to make the connection. Facebook is, uh, they slipped up. They're letting some of this truth by them. I, I, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I, I was able to sneak over there and uh, read it. And uh, I, the point is dead on, and I don't think there's been a better time for it. So I'd love to talk a little bit about that uh, with you before we're done. But I also want to make sure that we sneak in some discussion about uh, the appeals court uh, finally stepping up and saying, hey, guys, you know what? Uh, Michael Flynn, uh, the Justice Department doesn't want to pursue it anymore. Uh, I think we're going to drop the case or more to the point, you're going to drop the case and your amicus uh, appointee is done, too. So uh, – Personally, I thought it was great news. It's a great opportunity to get back to the rule of law. A lot of folks are pointing to this as being more political intervention by the orange man who's bad, where actually this is just law the way it's supposed to work. A man gets set up, and the Justice Department says, you know what? We messed up. Let's not continue the bad thing. But as is uh, the tradition, the guests should have an opportunity to tell everybody what they think. <laughs> well, Tim, I, I was uh, very happy to wake up, uh, and then that news was presented. Um, I was very happy. In fact, that uh, made my day, made me made this a much better day. And we knew that uh, most likely it was going to happen, but I kept wondering. It was like a drip, drip, drip. When is when is it going to happen? And finally, the um, the, the, the the right ruling and came down the right decision um, because uh, this was a political hit job. You know that. The world, the planet knows it. And uh, finally, see, the reason why it was going on is because they knew that even if this ruling did not come down, Flint was never going to go to jail. But this thing would have been kept in limbo where it was because now a gag order can be removed and Flynn can start talking. See, that was the real motive behind all of this, because he knows where the bodies are buried concerning the Russia, 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 and all of this uh, garbage that uh, happened with them going after the Trumpster. And there's a few other little mysterious things uh, that, that uh, will be coming out as well. This is what that was about, and I'm so happy. What I would love to see as a result of all of this, is that after Trump is reelected, that I would love to see Flynn put in as the head of the FBI. That would be a dream. That would be a dream come true for me. Well, I think that would probably terrify a lot of folks on the left right now, too. Uh, it, it is absolutely insane. We literally saw unprecedented actions taken by a leftist judge. 
And we've had a lot of people make accusations about the appeals court as one was a Trump appointee and (laughs) one was a elder uh, George Bush appointee. And then in between, we had a lefty, and that was the dissenting opinion. How can there be a dissenting opinion when we saw things that have never, ever been permitted in a criminal case before, especially when the evidence has been revealed that the FBI was intentionally trying to set this guy up? They just weren't clear about how far they wanted to take it. Yeah. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, And and see, the, the thing is also, they were drunk with power. Ali Obama and this and 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 that whole bunch, merry band of uh, thieves, they were drunk with power. They were so convinced in their own adult brains that they had everything in the bag that they would get away with everything. They knew, especially this is why Hillary Clinton is still, as of today, I believe, explaining away her loss. And uh, they're, they're, they've dragged her back out of the closet to uh, to help out Uncle Joe. And these, but these people were assured that they were in position to take down the United States of America. These people are a, more of an enemy to our nation than Vladimir Putin could ever dream of being. And the and 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 that 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 uh, goes to another area here in connection to this. Those people wanted conflict between the United States and and Mother Russia, even though Russia is not our worst enemy at this time. They're not buddy-buddy. We're not buddy-buddies. But there is mutual respect between Trump and Putin, and I can understand why because I I even have a certain amount of respect for Putin myself. You know, he's a man's man kind of guy, and he – as, as much as I dislike him because of his philosophical base, I respect how he, he you know, he's he's fighting for his country in his own communistic way. But they wanted real warfare between the United States, Trump, and 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 Russia. That would take attention away from what's going on with China, with support of Joe Biden, the Clintons, and all of that. And so that was a bait and switch situation. See, they were willing to risk our entire country on, on, on these issues. And so the fact that they didn't totally get away with it 
and there's a chance that we can pull uh, pull out of it, especially with the reelection of uh, Donald Trump. That well, that's the only way it's going to happen. But there, we still have that chance, and they realize that they are still pulling their hair out over 2016. And so, what you're seeing or have witnessed is just an overt, just a cockiness, because they just knew they had it in the bag. Because if you go back and you and you look at some of the emails and some of the uh, uh, the discussions about some of the discussions they had, they knew they had it in the bag. They did. They 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 were saying things flippantly about what they were doing. Basically, yeah, we know this is wrong, but so what? We got this. Um, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what some of the things they were saying meant. And so they are still literally freaking out while at the same time working with their friends in the media, they are all working overtime to bring out anything that will bring about such destruction. That's why they're, you know they're secretly celebrating over the corona China virus spreading again in some, in some parts of the country, especially the prosperous areas like Florida and Texas and all of that. They're, they're praying that the, the economy will get shut back down, which it will not be, but that's what they that's what this is all about too shutting the economy down by any means necessary and if they couldn't get it with corona they tried it with riots oh and believe me um they also have a situation with afghanistan and libya that they want to bring forth as far as a as a big trouble spot which they wanted to draw the Trumpster into and then have it blow up and blame the United States for the problem and, 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 and draw us into that situation. So there's a lot of irons in the fire that they're still working with that we have to be aware of and, um, and just pray that uh, you know, the, the few patriots in the mix will do the right thing and support this president. And, I, and our president has to make certain decisions uh, concerning Israel. Uh, you know, that's an important issue right now. Uh, I was led to believe, and I think it still could happen, but uh, today was supposed to be a very important decision uh, concerning the uh, partitioning or the annexation of uh, land for um, the uh, Palestinians. And you know, uh, even biblically, how important that is to this country. And, and so if it doesn't happen today, I know it's supposed to happen in the very near future. I got a very long letter from a dear friend in Israel begging, begging the United States not to be a part of the decision if it is to give land to the Palestinians or to split Jerusalem, that we stay out of that so that we will not get the repercussions. So it's, it's, it's a, I know I drifted off here, but it's all connected and um, why they want to keep us distracted off of some very important dealings here that must be dealt with in the correct way. And so um, that, that's the only reason why I brought that other stuff up. But, uh, Tim, it's, it's, it's all connected, and it's, uh, we've got to do the right thing. Yeah, I mean, it, clearly uh, there's a ton of things going on that are primarily for distraction. Uh, any effort they can to try and give Trump a – uh, dumb to the eye, they love to do. Uh, they'll take their shots, but more than anything, 
they don't want us paying attention to, like you said, what's going on in Israel. They don't want us paying attention to what's going on in other parts around the world. They certainly don't want us paying very much attention to the fact that they essentially have a uh, an adult-sized version of Pinocchio running for office because he's just a, a little wooden boy at this point. Uh, <laughs> it's insane. I, I love the fact, though, that the Democratic Party really, really wants to push – uh, as much mail-in voting as possible, but they don't want to make an accommodation for an extra earlier uh, debate between Trump and uh, Biden uh, so that people, before they start mailing in their votes, might have a chance to see a side-by-side -side comparison. Isn't that interesting? But uh, we're already running quickly, very quickly out of time, Ron. we got about five minutes left, and I did want to talk a little bit about your most recent column, Finding Hope in Suffering. Uh, I'll let you set the stage with that, Ron, and explain the premise so we can try and draw some folks over to giving it a full and proper read, because it is not only worth the read, but it's extremely poignant and topical at the moment. Really? Um, you know something? This is You're, you're going to be – I'm embarrassed to say this. Um, you know, when I when I write these columns, especially that one, I that was just thoughts, and I was just going at it. You know how you just write something down and bammo, you send it in. But the premise is that out of suffering can come hope, um, not despair, but it depends on your mindset. And and so we are suffering in this country, but what direction are we going to take? As a result of it, are we going to succumb to the suffering? Are we going to, you know, succumb to those who are bringing about the suffering, or are we going to push back and um, to do the right thing? I, it, it's it just comes down to to simple choices. So, um, what did you what what is it that uh, really struck you about the the the, the column? Well, you know, it, quite honestly, I loved all the multiple historical references. I love that you started with uh, the Apostle Peter. I love the fact that you walked us through uh, our historical events as we were looking at the uh, uh, Allied forces in Europe during World War II. Yeah. Uh, all of this really led up to uh, the fact that Americans in particular and People of good faith and Christians in particular have always found themselves to be at their best when everything around them and the circumstances they were in are at their worst. We have always managed to pull together and to be that shining beacon on the hill, uh, if you'll allow me to, to utilize a little of the Reagan-esque terminology, when we face these things. And we have not seen days quite this dark and divisive, I think, since uh, just before the Civil War. And not having been there, I don't know. It's entirely possible maybe maybe we're further divided than we were then based on the fact that there's such a strong cancel culture being allowed to permeate from the mm -hmm. minority side of it. But at the end of the day… I found it to be a reassuring fact that, yes, you may feel like right now you're getting kicked in the teeth because a lot of us, especially conservatives, based on everything going on around us, uh, we do feel like that. We're getting kicked in the ribs, kicked in the teeth, and uh, <laughs> uh, having our pockets picked while we're at it uh, by those crazy white liberals in Washington, of all people, to be doing it. But yeah. uh, 
it's a good reminder that it's not the end, and usually this is about when things really take a turn, and uh, we get to take that stand and stand up uh, for Christ, stand up for liberty, and stand up for one another. And it's just – I find it a great message and very needed message right now. That's, that's true. We need, we need to do that, and uh, that and that's basically what was – in my mind, well, that's what I was thinking when I, I wrote the, that article, that column, because, you know, we've always suffered. Mankind has always suffered. But you may think this is crazy to say this, but America is not as divided as you might think. It's just two sides that are united in their own effort. Um, we're united on our side, and the other side is, is divided on their side. The difference um, this time around is that I think this is the first time in our nation's history that one side is actually united officially against our nation. So those of us who are for America are united all together for our nation against an enemy. I don't, I don't even consider any longer those of the left in America to be even Americans. Because they've, you know, they've just thrown off their Americanship. They've thrown off what it means to be uh, an American and a Christian and things of that nature. And if you're not even a Christian, but a decent um, person that loves this this country, they've thrown that off. So I don't even see them any longer. They're like John, John Bolton. They've just turned their backs on 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 America, and so. We have all Americans united on our side, and these un-Americans, non-Americans who just happen to have been born here, uh, but they've decided that they're no longer Americans because what they're going for is what Mao went for, what Hitler went for, what uh, what's his name, Durham or whatever in in in, um, in Venezuela, what Trudeau is going for in Canada. So um, we are united, Tim. And, and so I know it's a weird way to look at it, but we have to we have to really understand what, how deep the enemy, the enemies of America are in this country. We can't look at them anymore as Americans because they hate this country. I, I, I listened to the, the comments of the Antifa leadership, the, the one young lady. Well, I use the term loosely lady uh, that female said that uh, we're not here uh, uh, to peaceably um, uh, um a protest or whatever, they're they're out to destroy, to tear it down, and build again. To quote her, so they want to build an s hole out of what is still the greatest nation in the history of the world. So I don't even consider that that which an American to be an American. Uh, that I, I don't think uh, you could have said it even any better. But my one point, I guess, should have been a little more precise. A lot of us feel more isolated and divided more than ever because we're True. on the, the the wrong end of the social media tech giants. But we are out of time, Ron, and I'm sorry. Uh, we had a question in the chat room for you, but we don't oh. have an opportunity to get to it. Uh, however, I'm sure they'll give you a call uh, on your show uh, as uh, everybody knows where to find you. In the meanwhile, thank you so much for being here, Ron. And as always, keep up the good work. God bless you and Godspeed, sir. Thank you. God. God, thank you so much, and it's always an honor 
just give me a call next time, and uh, I'll be I'll, you know I'll be here. Absolutely, thank you, sir. I do appreciate it. And that's going to have to be it for everybody listening live. Going to have to say goodbye. And for those of you uh, who are hearing the rebroadcast, we're about to have to split it in half, so we're resetting. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take theirs. Be prepared to put in some effort, and more importantly, to use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Uh, hang on, and we'll be right back if you're here live. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hello and welcome to today's broadcast of Tap Into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are, whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever so humble host, Tim Tap, and, you know, mostly peaceful host, too, in case it makes a difference to you. <laughs> and glad to have you here live, coming to you live from historic Rome County, Tennessee. Uh, clearly, uh, we are addressing an audience that is made up of people listening to a rebroadcast on terrestrial radio like great stations, KYAH, 540 AM, Utah's Talk Authority, WCET, 101.7 FM, Columbia's Talk Like No Other, Columbia, South Carolina, and of course, worldwide via WCETFM.com and the app. They've recently launched the app, and the app works really well, by the way. Uh, also, great stations like KDIL, 105.7 FM, Kennebec, Washington, and KOII, 94.5 FM in uh, beautiful Flagstaff, Arizona. I like Arizona. You know what? I, I haven't run into a state that I don't like, quite honestly. I've had the opportunity to travel into most of them now, uh, usually on the ground. There is something unique and different about each one of them. Now, there are things I don't like about a lot of places. That usually has more to do with the crazy uh, left-leaning uh, policy-enforcing uh, uh, weird people who seem to think somehow that because they believe that they are smarter than us and that they know better than us, that they have the right to tell us what to do and how to live. Uh, those things I find irritating, but then there's lots of places. Uh, filled with great salt-of-the-earth people that work for a living or have worked for a living and have managed to, to get to a point where they don't have to anymore. They've retired. Uh, you know, Just great people, great places, beautiful country. We live in a beautiful nation from start to finish. You know, I, I am totally enamored with my home state of Tennessee. I love the way the decisions, divisions are set up here in the valley of East Tennessee, uh, but I also love the plateau of Middle Tennessee. And then uh, West Tennessee is in and of itself a whole different animal too. Uh, it, we literally could have three separate states here based on geography, but we are unified together in so much that uh, we are Tennessee. But I love traveling to parts of Texas, uh, Arizona. I love going through Oklahoma, although I think I've told you guys multiple times of my trip in Oklahoma where we uh, were trying to get directions to the building we were having our meeting at. And we kept getting these instructions about going over uh, – we're going to go over this really big hill. And it was literally just a bump in the road, <laughs> really flat, guys. To them, that was a big hill. But anyway – we're in a beautiful nation. We're in a beautiful country, and that's part of why at the top of the first hour of today's show, I had to comment in regards to what Miss 1619 had to say about reparations, and that comment I will let stand, and I will reiterate it because at the end of slavery in this country, every former slave was made a citizen. Now, obviously, people that want to destroy this nation, that, that see this republic as being detrimental to their goals and standing in the way of their Marxist revolutionary ideas, they, they don't cherish that. They don't relish that. They don't deem that of value. 
But for those of us who truly understand what it means to be a U.S. citizen, what it means to be granted the protections that are acknowledged and enshrined in the Constitution, not granted by the Constitution, but enshrined in the Constitution, the acknowledgement that these rights come from God, the acknowledgement that we formed this government not to be oppressive, but to protect the people who live here from that kind of oppression, and that safeguards were put in place in order to try and at the very least slow the advance of tyranny as would-be tyrants would slowly chip away and attack to the point that now our constitution went from being a full-on roadblock to barely a speed bump to these folks trying to enforce their will instead of following the path that the framers of the constitution laid out for us. They are the enemies, and as Ron said back in the first hour, it's hard to even consider these people as Americans anymore because they stand opposed to America. They may have citizenship here, but they don't appreciate it. Many of us who don't feel uh, anti-American uh, still take for granted what that citizenship means. We, we question it. We, we want to just give it away to people. Oh, well, uh, sure, you're – Parents were here illegally, but you were born here, so congratulations, you're a citizen. Birthright citizenship is BS. The Constitution laid it out, and the 14th Amendment made it even clearer. Your parents have to have been under the full jurisdiction of the United States in order for you to automatically become a citizen upon birth here. Now, we've passed laws to try and change that, but none of those laws trump what the Constitution say. None of those laws trump what the amendments to the Constitution, which then by extension become part of the Constitution, say. None of them do. Sorry, guys. Somebody's got to challenge it, though, and they're very careful about how they write these so that the people who have standing – aren't likely to be the people that will challenge the laws. So then uh, those who want to push the leftist agenda can simply dismiss the legal challenges because you don't have standing in a case such as this. It doesn't harm you in a negative fashion uh, in its existence. And no, we do not believe that the displacement of American citizens in the workforce constitutes you being harmed. No, we don't believe that uh, harm being done by people who choose a route of criminality in this country uh, actually is representational of you having harm done to you. So no, for the purposes of this legal exercise, you don't have standing in this case. The only people who have standing are the people who benefit from it. So they're not going to challenge it, are they? But it wouldn't stand. Oh, wait, Tim, careful. Careful, careful. We've seen this past week that things that shouldn't pass legal scrutiny at the Supreme Court level sometimes still manage to, to wiggle their way through. Things that are completely and totally unconstitutional are indeed permitted and allowed to stand at least for a little while longer, at least until you can jump through a few more hoops, at least till we can try and drag this out past the November elections at the very least. And in the meanwhile, we can continue to explain how all these things makes the orange man who's bad a racist instead of a man who's trying to, A, clear up a mess that was made by Barack Obama. Yeah, I'm talking about DACA in case you haven't figured it out. Uh, the regular listeners I know figured it out a while ago, but if you just happen to come across it, you're like, what is this guy talking about? It's the DACA ruling.
the orange man who's bad, the, the kicker of puppies, the eater of babies, Donald J. Trump was trying to clean up a mess that Barack Obama made. A mess that Barack Hussein Alu Akbar Obama admitted nearly to the day a year earlier that he didn't have the authority to do it. He's trying to clean that up. And he was trying to put pressure on Congress to go back to do their jobs. He's not against DACA kids getting to stay. He's not against a pathway to citizenship. In fact, he said so multiple times. Oh, well, he said it. Then why is he trying to get rid of DACA? Because DACA is not constitutional. And at some point down the road, if this republic does somehow magically find a way to stand, if enough people like you and me and the regular listeners of the show stand together and demand that our republic be restored, that the constitutional constraints be replaced on our federal government, and eventually we end up with a person in the White House that adheres to the Constitution and a House and a Senate that is primarily made up of people who also find themselves constrained by the Constitution. At that point, once we have justices uh, pointed to the Supreme Court that say, hey, you know what? Our primary job is to decide if what those guys are doing actually cuts the mustard with what this document over here says. And no, it's not a living, breathing document. No, it's not open for us to interpret, reinterpret, and reinterpret again what they were trying to say because we've changed what certain words and phrases mean in the modern vernacular. No, people that actually read it and understood what was meant you know the way it was supposed to be whether you want to call them originalist or contextualist or whatever fancy new adjective is the flavor of the day at some point if we ever manage to get restored to that point then daca will automatically go away no matter how it hangs on and lingers at this point it's congress's role to pass laws when it comes to immigration reform and congress doesn't necessarily even have the right to move by. Congress doesn't necessarily have the right to say, hey, you know what? We're going to vote and allow your executive orders to have authority in this specific field. Now, we've been allowing that for a while. Congress doesn't do it often. In fact, the whole point of checks and balances, the belief was that if enough people understood that their power was intended to keep the other folks in check, they would never want to give that power up because they understood that they were the stopgap. They were what's standing between tyranny and the American people. That's why we have the separation of powers. That's why we have the Electoral College. Again, to stand between tyranny and the American people, to keep the tyranny of a majority of people living in population centers from making all the decisions for all the folks living in <clears throat> what's today colloquially called flyover country. In other words, the rest of us, the Rust Belt, the southern states, the people that aren't either on the east coast or the west coast. We know how the people in New York and uh, California are going to vote largely based on how Sacramento and Los Angeles and San Francisco are going to vote, largely based on how Albany and New York City is going to vote. We know how – Portland is going to vote. We know how Seattle is going to vote. We know how the, the biggest population centers in the country are going to vote. They prove it time and time again, and 
they have still yet to figure out exactly why it is that their situation continues to get worse and worse and why they still need us flyover folks to bail them out once they can't afford their programs anymore. But hey, as long as we're available to bail them out, why do they have to learn? They'll just realize, hey, you know what? Right now it's kind of scary to live in one of these places. Let's move out in the country where it's not quite so scary, but let's not blend in. Let's not adapt. Let's bring our crazy leftist loony philosophies and ideas out there and vote like we were back there. And then scratch our head while places like Colorado move from being one of the most reasonable places to live to quickly becoming a rather unreasonable place to live because, again, population centers being overwhelmed by people trying to flee California. In the chat room under the guise of bringing it, boy. Got a prediction that President Trump will win California, saying that he didn't do too bad in uh, 2016. And why would he? Why would he do bad? Here's the other thing about California. If you get outside of those population centers, you get outside of those strongholds of the leftists. I'm trying not to be too mean in my descriptors, but I find myself wanting to say meaner and meaner things. So I'm going to pump the brakes right there because that's not who I want to (laughs) be. But if you get outside of the population centers, you get away from uh, Sacramento, you get away from Los Angeles, you get away from San Francisco, you get out into actually where Californians are, especially if you get out into uh, the San Fernando Valley. You get out into the areas where where there's farming going on, where there's real uh, industry going on. You start running into conservatives and reasonably – Uh, Hard to believe numbers because the reason it's hard to believe is all we see in the media. (sighs) At any rate, all of this transpires, and and it still comes back. i got to circle back around because this whole reparations argument, we're back at it again. Who decides who gets the money? Who decides who pays the money? How do you make a determination? Because right now we've got people out there just saying that all white people are automatically racist and we're all guilty. Even if some of us just got into the country from a European nation. Doesn't matter. You're white. You're guilty. Really? Really? What if if I've got longstanding southern roots? Oh, then clearly you're racist. Uh, your family probably fought for the Confederacy. Well, I got some ancestors that uh, fought on both sides, actually. But it certainly wasn't about trying to defend slavery. It wasn't about trying to to keep people enslaved. It was about trying to keep uh, them dang Yankees from coming down here and burning down to what little bit of property we had, because they were doing that a lot, you know. That kind of thing tends to motivate somebody to pick up a rifle and say, "Well, I'm gonna shoot back at you." <laughs> I mean, that used to be kind of pretty much an American thing. It wouldn't matter which side you're on. Somebody starts shooting at you. The idea at that point was, you know what? You're going to come here. You're going to start something. Well, then there's going to be something. And I might lose this fight, but you're dang well going to know you'd been in a fight by the time we're done. That was the mindset for a lot of them. But what I can also tell you is, even though it's not politically correct to say it anymore, is there was this thing uh, at that point in time called poor white trash. Now, they were called that 
because these were the people that were literally so poor that they would do anything they needed to try and make a, a few pennies here and a few pennies there. They were desperate, and these were the people who went out and worked on the plantations when it was too hot to risk your investment. Ooh, Tim, bad word choice. You just got canceled, buddy. Well, maybe so. But at the end of the day, when you put an actual historical context into things – and remember, I'm not making excuses for it. I'm not trying to make it sound any better, and I'm certainly not trying to say, Ooh, well, you know, there was a rationale to it. It was horrific. No person should own another person, and no one should deny or acknowledge the actual personhood of someone based solely on the fact that you think they don't share the same color skin as you. It was horrible. But the point of the matter is I got way more roots in this country, in this part of the country where we would have been on that poor white trash side of the equation than ever had a slightest opportunity to be running a plantation or even working on a plantation uh, other than filling in when it was a little too risky. It's an astounding argument to be made. Reparations. I'm sorry. You got your reparations. You did. And I'm not even talking about 50 acres of land and a, a government mule, which a lot of them got that too. A lot of folks were, okay, now you're set free. Now we're going to try to set you up with a chance to be successful and start cashing in on that American dream right off the top. If you know how to be a farmer, you want to go do this farmer, we're going to set you up. Here you go. Uh, Godspeed. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about being given acknowledgement as being a citizen of this nation. That is the most precious thing that we have to offer here. No offense to our uh, neighbors to the north. I, I love Canadians. No offense to our friends across the pond. You folks over there, fantastic. Love you guys. But this nation was founded on the principle of individual liberty and that we were all the sovereigns of this nation and that we would just select people to go take care of the day-to-day -day business on our behalf. But we were really the ones in charge. These were radical notions at the time, and they're still radical notions when you look around the world. There's people who are still… Failing miserably at trying to emulate just part of what we've done from the beginning. And yes, again, I will acknowledge as I have multiple times since I wrote the piece. And guys, if you haven't been over to tapintothetruth.com, that's T-A-P-P into the truth.com and check out the latest blog post, then you can go to conservative daily briefing. You can slide over there or you can go to tap into the truth on social media. I shared it. On all the social media platforms that I'm on, uh, as they picked that up and ran it, it's it's an op-ed essay. I, it's not so much an article. There, there's a couple of topical uh, references that equate to this week, but for the most part, it's a general argument about how we have a shared history that is being destroyed. And I titled it "Why We Don't Have a Democracy." And I explained that the, the founders 
of this nation, the, the framers of the Constitution, they all understood the inherent dangers of democracy, and they certainly understood the inherent dangers of communism and socialism and all collectivist systems. These, these collectivist systems are nothing new. They existed well before Karl Marx came along and uh, lent his name to Marxism. They existed well before Lenin came along and proved that these are horribly racist systems that stand completely against the advancement of black people in the world. And yet here they all are uh, being used as tools, falling in line with the Marxist revolutionaries, some of them hiding behind the mantle of Black Lives Matter, some of them hiding behind the mantle of Antifa, some of them simply hiding behind dollar bills, people like George Soros. <laughs> Cajun's about to duck out of the chat room. Uh, Cajun, uh, enjoy your meal. Told us it's uh, dinner time. He's being racist. He's having French bread pizza. Uh, still recording, though, for hour number two. Uh, have a great evening, Cajun. Thank you for everything you do. All right, so we are just a few minutes away now from me uh, calling up today's scheduled guest for the second hour. And I'm looking forward to the conversation. Uh, Mr. Mark Mix, he's, of course, the president of the National Right to Work Committee, and uh, he's joined us once before. So this will be his second time here, and we really want to talk about the issues that we're having, of course, in this time of upheaval and civil unrest, police reform is a major topic, and uh, the right to work issue really is coming into play too because police unions have really, really stood in the path of helping us to make the kind of reforms in policing that might have avoided us ever having to have someone like a George Floyd be in the situation where he in fact could be used against – this nation, because that's what's happening. You had a, a group of people that started out with a legitimate grievance, and then you had their problems hijacked, their legitimate grievance hijacked. And now we see streets burning, statues tumbling, and police officers vilified and turned into – Targets turned into the fodder for the crowd. Not allowed to respond, not allowed to, because if they do, then they're the bad guys again. It's unreal. But for all the bells and whistles you see going on, for all the different moving parts, it still comes down to one very simple thing it is still an attack against the Republic and an effort to destroy every step that we have taken together. As Americans, they don't hide it anymore. They want us to put on our little COVID-19 masks and hide and cower away in our homes from them, but they've taken off their mask. When you have governors in New York saying that it's perfectly healthy to tear down statues of uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Natural inclusion. When you have the mayor of New York City proud of his daughter because she got arrested at one of the protests. When you have mayors in certain West Coast cities 
all about Antifa doing their business, you know, until they show up and vandalize her house. And then she suddenly realizes, oh, this actually is domestic terrorism. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's all it's all part of the same thing. The left is still trying to destroy this nation. They don't care who gets hurt. They don't care who gets killed. They don't care what gets toppled. They don't care what buildings burn as long as they get their way. Because remember, boys and girls, at the end of the day, one of the number one rules for radicals is that the ends always justifies the means. You guys don't go anywhere. I'm going to uh, start a little bit of the Edwards Notebook. Had a double dose earlier. We'll see if time allows again. But uh, we're going to go a little further back with the Edwards Notebook this time. Uh, One of the not as recent, but still one of my favorites he did. You guys don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. You can always tell the heart of a man by the final decisions he makes after being wrongfully treated. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. We all know about the hell that brutish Democrats unleashed upon Georgia State Representative Vernon Jones because he exercised his unalienable right to support President Donald Trump. At first, after Representative Jones dared to appreciate the positive aspects of the U.S. economy upon the black American community due to tax cuts and a reduction in regulations, Representative Jones was ready to fold up his tent and quit his elected position. But after a bit of thought, Representative Jones explained that Democrats used and abused folks in his community for far too long, taking our votes for granted. He also stated that black Americans are waking up An uprising is near, he announced, in his support for President Trump. Representative Jones added, quote, I didn't leave the Democrat Party. The party left me. And I will not allow the Democrats to bully me into submission. I will not let them win. Thank you, Representative Vernon Jones of Georgia, for displaying the heart of an eagle that rises above the fray and the little chickens and not allowing the leftist bullies to intimidate you. Let liberty prevail. I'm... Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. This is Dan Perkins with your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans, Tip of the Day. In this period of sequester of millions of Americans, including veterans, health care is even more important. The Department of Veterans Affairs video Video Connect mobile application enables you to connect with the virtual medical room. In the virtual medical room, you can participate in a video healthcare visit. A hands-on physician examination is not required. You access your provider on a scheduled date and time, just like a face-to-face visit at the clinic examining room. So here's your veterans tip of the day. Get enrolled in the VA healthcare system. Have an email account where the link to the virtual medical room can be sent. For more information about this important service, go to va.gov, search for VA Video Connect Service. Quality healthcare is just a click away. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. Seems 
like a thousand years since we had real fears, but the old ones won't forget. These broken levee walls had a few close calls, but they haven't fallen yet. And you know the rain. A vicious drought, even hopes in doubt. But there are no clouds in the sky. But you know the rain. Take you to the website. 
you'll be able to check it out. And if you decide to give it a try yourself, first of all, you're not going to regret it. I promise you. This is just some really awesome, awesome candy bars. I, I don't even want to call them uh, healthy stuff. I'm really, it's, it's a candy bar. I've got a sweet tooth. This satisfies my sweet tooth about as well as anything I've come across in a long time. But uh, as long as you go to my website and then follow that banner, then that's how they know I sent you. So yay. That way you can actually get something you're going to enjoy. And help support the show in the process because, you know, I get that little bit of a, a little small tiny commission. It's not a lot. Uh, depending on how much you get now, you make a huge order. That would be awesome. Hey, you know, and guys, really, knock yourselves out. But anyway, enough of the silly talk. Uh, I don't know if Mark's going to be able to, to call us or not, but I do want to kind of get into the topic. Uh, you won't report me if I can. Uh, no, I, I, I won't report you. you, you you'll be safe. Uh, it's perfectly okay. Do what you got to do. <laughs> but uh, as, as it turns out, uh, I do want to talk about the topic of police reform in the age of the public service unions. For the longest time, it has been these unions that have stood in the way of removing the bad actors. When you have somebody fighting so tooth and nail to protect the bad ones in the name of protecting all of them, it makes it difficult for us to elevate the level of policing. Yes, I acknowledge there are bad officers. I will behave. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. Uh, conversation in the chat room. Um, but at the end of the day, what we're really talking about here – is what value do public sector unions bring to any job? Name one industry that is made better in the public sector by unions. And I don't talk about the benefits for the people in the field. I'm talking about what fields have been elevated. I mean, for better or for worse, in the modern age, you can talk about whatever union you want to, but the majority of private sector unions served a vital an important role in the earliest days of the industrial advancement in this nation when companies really cared nothing at all about the potential health risks that their employees were uh, imperiled by in order to do their jobs. They didn't have any kind of uh, minimum requirements for, for what they were going to pay them. Fairness was not exactly something that was top of the list. Unions were extremely important in that time frame to help provide some level of pushback. They served a purpose at one point in time. I think that time has passed. It has been long gone. I don't think there is a single union that is of great value at this point. But as we talk about what unions do today… For better or for worse, I think every state should be a right-to-work state. I think no individual should be forced to join a union in order to work at a specific job. I think it's downright un-American, those expectations, because what happens? Sure, you get paid a little more thanks to the union, but that's only because the union expects you to pay their dues. And what do they do with those dues? Well, they pay themselves a nice little chunk of money, and then they give little sizable kickbacks to the politicians that uh, that they like. 
We've seen those relationships for a long time. Now, thankfully, since the Democrats kind of lost their way with the whole border security issue, and now all of a sudden everybody should be allowed to cross the border and everybody should be allowed in and everybody should be treated like they're already automatic citizens, that has kind of strained the relationships between the Democratic Party and a lot of unions. A lot of them are still trying to ignore it, but it has. But regardless of what you think about private sector unions, public sector unions are completely and totally useless. <laughs> In the chat room, point being made uh, by Brian and Boy – uh, that like the uh, Catholic Kremlin uh, hides the priests just to, to move them around, and yeah, I mean that's that's ultimately what we're talking about. You get bad actors, you get bad actors. You get in the teachers' union, you get a really bad teacher. Uh, what happens to them? Not much, unless you can prove some kind of criminal activity that the leftists just can't find an excuse to cover for. Bad teachers are encouraged to stay and get paid just as much, if not more. Than the good teachers. At the police station, if you're part of the police union, what happens to the bad cops? They get protected just the same as the good cops. And actually, I'm going to say they get protected better than the good cops because there's some good cops right now that aren't getting jack in the way of protection from their police union. So they're being turned into sacrificial lambs to the woke mafia. Personally, I've been saying for a long time, and I know I'm not the only one, so I don't want to make it sound like, ooh, this is some great wisdom from on high. I'm in agreement with the idea. Public sector positions, especially government positions, there should be no union. There's no need for a union. These people are already getting paid more than a private sector version would be getting paid. Now, you can make the argument that that doesn't necessarily hold true with police and teachers. Those two examples keep popping up more than any other in the argument, but that's because there's really not a whole lot of uh, private sector examples unless you want to look again at teachers. And if you're going to a private school, then that means that you're teaching elite students. Uh, they're pulling in big-time cash, not just relying on governmental doled-out tax dollars. So they can afford to hire better teachers. They can afford to pay the teachers more. So again, the teachers, and in the case of police, if they move into private security, again, there's a really good chance they're going to get much better pay and much better benefits. But it's again because they do the job much better. They can command a much higher pay rate. Guess what? Capitalism actually works. And a free open market is a fantastic thing, and it would work really well too in the case of teachers and police because without the unions there to stand in the way, you would clearly easily be able to weed out the bad actors and better reward the good actors. There's a lot of great teachers out there. There's a tremendous number of fine, outstanding, exceptional men and women who put on the uniform and hold that thin blue line. They should have our respect. They should have our support, and they should have 
the backing of their communities, and that includes the elected officials in those communities, particularly the ones that actually have some authority or power over the jobs they do. <laughs> Question in the chat room. How would Dirty Harry fit in today? Well, I think Dirty Harry would be spending more time in sensitivity training classes than being allowed to walk a beat. But I can also tell you there's a few – if he was to get a transfer to someplace like Seattle, we wouldn't have had to worry about Chaz or Chop or Karate Chop on Chaz or whatever you're calling the uh, encampment that – supposed to have been broken down, but there's still some folks acting like it's up. I, it's crazy stuff. Come on, leftists, put your foot down. We've already proven the autonomous zones don't work, mostly because the majority of people who wanted to have them have no discernible skills to allow themselves to be self-sufficient. I think Dirty Harry is the kind of cop we kind of need. Because he wasn't dirty because he was a bad cop. He was dirty because he didn't want to play the patty cake leftist rules. It's like I'm perfectly willing to to crack bones and, and put people down. But the important thing is I know I'm not taking out innocent people. It's bad people who are going to hurt other people and kind of thought that's the job. Dirty Harry's mentality, Dirty Harry's mindset. Uh, give me a dozen Dirty Harrys and a dozen uh, John Waynes, and let's turn them loose, and there would be no more Antifa. <laughs> that's all it would take, and I'm talking about that's all I need, 24 individuals with that mindset. Send one of each to major cities, let them start moving around from place to place, Antifa would be gone in a month. And the only reason it's going to take a month is because they're going to take a few days off in between visits to town to town. <laughs> there won't be any reforming because – They'll come back. Ultimately, though, the, the, the time of the police union – I know people who are members of unions still have this crazy notion, this crazy idea that they're good for them, and they do a lot of uh, awesome stuff for them. But I want to ask any uh, officer out there that's still active and still trying to do the job, what has your police union done for you in the midst of the insanity that's going on right now? What have they done for you? What have they done for your brothers in blue? They're taking a knee along with everybody else in a lot of places. Now, I will grant you, uh, we've discussed it here on the show. There's a few exceptions to that. There's some places where they have stood up, Seattle being one of them, where they've stood up and said, look, this is it. Our guys are not sacrificed sacrificial lambs. Our guys are not just target practice for a bunch of would-be theorocrats because they are theorocrats. They are pushing the religion of the left. Doesn't look much like religion to those of us that actually practice the spiritual one, but uh, you know, you take what you can get from the left, which unfortunately is a bunch of crap usually. It's about all we can get because that's all they can manage to muster. And we wouldn't even have that coming from them if we weren't providing them the food so they could <laughs> – anyway, I, I better stop on that path. I, I'm getting a little carried away. We have a large number of elected officials that have forgotten what their primary job, their primary role, their primary responsibility is, and that's because they're part of this Marxist leftist push. This has been the theory of the day. This has been the theme of everything that I've said and written for the last week, and I've written more in the last week than I have in months. 
because the insanity has called me to it. I've written some uh, very precise news stuff with links, and then I've written uh, a few op-eds, and then I wrote basically an op-ed essay. Uh, wrote it yesterday. It was picked up today by conservative daily briefing. That's Ken Crow's publication for those of you that uh, think it sounds familiar. Ken right now was elbows deep in trying to get Al uh, Lameau uh, elected up in Michigan, and it looks like he's got a really good chance of not only winning the uh, Republican uh, nomination, as that's coming up real soon, but the polling numbers looks like uh, he in particular has a really good shot of ousting Rashida Tlaib. So uh, so Ken's been up there working hard. In fact, they were having a little town hall meeting that they did Facebook Live uh, just before the show was uh, coming on tonight, and it was still ongoing when I had to switch over. And uh, they're really moving forward with this, so he's been so involved with that that he hasn't even been putting up stuff, even his own writing, because he hasn't had time to write uh, over there. And uh, so I was really, really happy that uh, he took the time out of everything he was doing. He thought it was important enough in messaging to, to get it up over there. And uh, I'm hopeful that one or two other places may still yet pick it up as well because it's one of those messages. I did read it on air at the beginning of the second hour yesterday. And uh, I'm pretty sure that actually aired earlier today on WCET. Not real sure exactly when it will air and replay on the other stations. Um, hopefully everybody will get a chance to hear it, or you certainly have a chance to read it. And I, I'm going to ask you to please uh, either go to conservativebriefingdaily.com and then just uh, go to the search bar for me and go ahead and read all my articles there if you want. I don't have a whole lot of them over there. I got a lot of stuff spaced out and different places. I'm very proud of the fact that I had an article picked up by American Greatness. Uh, I had a few over at Newsweek. Uh, was it a few? Maybe just one. I, and I'm I'm only keeping track for the last year and a half. So uh, there's stuff well before that. I don't know where all of that ended up at. I did, didn't realize I should probably be keeping track of it until relatively <laughs> recently. Uh, a few articles over at Clash Daily. Very happy to be uh, published there as well because Doug Giles, who is scheduled to be with us next week, by the way, he's got a new book coming out. We'll be talking with uh, with Doug. I always love talking to Doug. But Clash Daily is his thing over there. The fact that uh, I've got some stuff there, it's very cool. Now, and I don't say any of this stuff to to toot my own horn here, which it certainly sounds like that's what I'm doing. I'm starting to feel uh, a little uneasy about it because that's not what I like doing, but. The point is, <laughs> I hope it wasn't a I'm busy, Tim. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, no, it, it wasn't that. I don't think. <laughs> but that's a good point. It might have been, actually. Uh, a boy in the chat room uh, saying, Are you sure that's why Ken printed it? Maybe he went ahead and published it just so I'd shut up and leave him alone. No, no, no it wasn't like that. I. I Put stuff out in front of a few folks that I know have uh, have printed some of my stuff in the past, and if they'll publish it, uh, of course they all get to do it. Uh, a few of them will make some minor edits here and there. Some of them just go straight on as is. 
really, really pleased in the last week. I've had a couple uh, that have been published on uh, major websites. Uh, Flag and Cross had my uh, piece on the uh, DACA ruling, uh, and uh, I just reshared that on Facebook uh, just beforehand. And in the last few minutes, I mentioned Facebook, and I mentioned Facebook because I never thought I would feel bad for Mark Zuckerberg. But I kind of do at the moment. In fact, I was even commenting earlier because I saw another article where more of these virtue signaling uh, corporations have decided they're going to join the movement and stop advertising on Facebook. The reason why? Because Facebook isn't doing enough to stop hate speech. Now, I don't know if any of these folks have tried to post an honest opinion on Facebook lately because there's not a lot of conservative messaging that's allowed to go very far. I have a very small number of people that I feel reasonably confident see most of what I put up, and I know the overwhelming majority of people on my friends list do not. I know the majority of people that aren't on my friends list where you know you used to get to see stuff if somebody you knew liked something that somebody they knew, uh, blah, 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 uh, 17,000 degrees of separation of Kevin Bacon kind of thing used to be a thing. <laughs> Suzette's telling Boy that, uh, that that wasn't nice. So he's about, it may not have been nice, but it was funny. And now you got me thinking about it, Boy. Uh, that that might have been a factor. Now <laughs> that think about it. But let me encourage you to go read it and, and decide for yourself if it was worth putting up or not. So that, that's really where, where I want to leave that. But the, the Facebook issue, so many of these folks are jumping off. Facebook is not exactly a bastage for conservative thought. We're still at the low end. We still need to be looking at other platforms, platforms like Hub.life, places like uh, Clout.hub, uh, <laughs> places like Parler and Gab, although – Gab really is like the Wild West. There's some folks over there I'm not sure I, I want to be overly associated with. Uh, places like MeWe, which you know, I still think I'm doing something wrong over at MeWe because I like part of two groups, and I don't think there's any individuals that are following me. <laughs> and I haven't found a way to follow very many individuals over there. Maybe I'm just – I don't get it. I do hate the fact that TeaPartyCommunity.org – is no more. I lament them being uh, gone. But uh, platforms like that and Spreely and, and all of these social media sites, I, I've been sharing this stuff on all of them. But we need to migrate to other places. We definitely need to, to leave the little bluebird alone. In fact, at this point, <laughs> at this point, I, I was getting earlier today, now that I think about it, we were in a joke. Uh, no, stay away from TikTok, boy. Uh, TikTok, first of all, it's a Chinese-owned app company, uh, serious security issues. And number two, it's all a bunch of uh, Generation Z kids that uh, it's not a place for somebody like me. Now, maybe maybe you're down with TikTok. Maybe you like the little five-second video format, and that's awesome. And they, they've got some funny stuff over there. No, I've seen some of the things. It's just not a place for me. But Point being is earlier today, it's like <laughs> I said, are you fed up with Facebook? Are you tweeted out with Twitter? Then come back to the original 
space that was all yours. Rejoin MySpace. Believe it or not, MySpace is still up and operational. In fact, just to make sure I could, I logged on today. Uh, we would talk, we had talked about it. I had a few minutes uh, before I had to get into heavy show prep before today's show, and I logged in to my face my my MySpace account earlier today. It's like, hey, yeah, I had a bunch of music saved over here that I and I started listening to. <laughs> it was hilarious. It's still there, guys. I don't know that you would recognize it. I don't know that you would care. I don't know if any of you guys ever were even on MySpace, but it's still there. The point is, let's we need to forget about these uber leftists squash our freedom of expression social media because that's how we talk to each other now. That's how we talk to one another. That is how we communicate. I know people that literally live less than a block from each other that are family members, but still, if it wasn't for Facebook, they probably wouldn't talk to one another for months. If it wasn't for whatever social media out there on. All right, there's some folks that every day on Pinterest, but that's the only way they communicate. Hey, look at this. Look at that. Okay, well, that's great. But can't you just pick up the phone? Can't you just walk down the street? I mean, sure, you got to put your COVID mask on, of course. I mean, seriously, what 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 kind of crazy world do you think I'm encouraging? But I do kind of feel bad for Facebook, given that they still try to crush us, but now the left's trying to cancel them because they've had the nerve to stand up and say, you know, some some conservative thought. Is kind of okay to permit. <laughs> I mean, not exactly a resounding endorsement. <laughs> and anyway, <laughs> at any rate, I'm going to have to call it a day at this point. But uh, despite having missed out on uh, Mark Mix. I would recommend you uh, still check out that there's a link in the show description, and if you don't have access to the show description, there is a link in the uh, on the homepage of tapintothetruth.com. That's T-A-P-P, intothetruth.com. Uh, just scroll down uh, this week's guest, and you'll come to his name, and I will not take it down. Uh, there's a link that you can follow to check out uh, the organization. Now, meanwhile, guys, uh, as always… Remember, whatever else you do, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take the other side's word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, but more importantly, to use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. And in the meanwhile, in times like these, uh, do your very best to stay safe, stay healthy, and you know what? Uh, be smart, guys, even if it kind of goes against your nature. I'm out for now, but I'll be back Friday. Join me then. At some point, the switchboard will work. <laughs> there we go. All right, thank you guys. Just a little.
Using both hands. 